Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging with us. Are you ready for more questions? Yes, of course. I love questions. It's question and answer part two. Let's go. I have questions to start with tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Today. Good. Today, I have questions for you. Where do you get the best piece of pizza? Oh. I don't know. Pizza Palace in New Jersey. Where do you get the best apples? New Jersey is the best pizza yes. place? Where do you get the best apples? Washington. No. Sunai Orchard in New Jersey. Because everything I that's greatest in the world was, it comes I from New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. That's the best question to answer you could get. New Jersey. Just All use right. that as your answer. Okay. <laughs> I got some questions where New Jersey would be the answer. <laughs> we better go to producer Jenny back on the show for the second time. You got questions for us? Real questions? Heck yeah. All right, question number one. Is anxiety a type of spiritual attack? And if Satan hears me confess my anxiety, can he use that against me? Whoa, we two better take that in two parts. Two-parter. Is anxiety a spiritual attack? Yeah. Let's start there. Is it? It can be. Can be. I it mean, might not be. Might not be. Though, I would say nothing is spiritually neutral. Hmm. Nothing so, is spiritually neutral. Right. So anything that is good is from God. Anything that is not from God is not good, and that it's not good is not from God. Fair? Interesting. So what I would say is that all anxiety has a spiritual element to it, but let's not assume it's Satan hiding around the corner, jumping out with a, in the so form of anxiety. So spiritual element, but not necessarily demonic? Yeah, good. I mean, maybe yeah. just... Not an attack, way. but yes. it has a spiritual component to it. Is that fair? I think that's good. I like that answer. Okay. So it could be, and it definitely has a spiritual component, which means we should be inviting God into it. it. Ooh, yeah. That's so that's really part one. What's the second part of the question? If we confess, say it again. If Satan hears me confess my anxiety, can he use that against me? Wow. Can so the heart of this question, I remember reading this when we got it, was, okay, Satan can't read my thoughts. He's not Check. omniscient. That Satan is true. Satan is not omniscient. Correct. Yep. And, and he, he doesn't know anything about the future. He knows the past. He knows the current, what's happening. So if he hears my words, he can't read my thoughts, but if he could hear my words, could he use them against me to stir up anxiety? I mean, I, I guess anything could be a tool. Anything could be a tool that could... Satan could use against us. But is that should that cause us to be afraid? No. It, it shouldn't cause us to fear that if he hears something, if he hears me talk about it, if I say to you, here's my anxiety, yeah. should I not say that out loud because he may hear that and use against me? The answer think, would be no. I think that's giving him too much power. Absolutely. So we never want to be dualists. Dualists would see Satan and God on equal playing field. They're like two creatures battling Cosmic against battle, each other. Yeah. Like, no, God and Satan. And we don't need to fear Satan. So if the right, right thing to do is to talk out loud about anxiety and fear, right. then we have to trust that not only, yeah, Satan can hear it, but God hears it too. And we would never want to say to someone, don't speak about something right. because you're afraid of Satan using that. Because speaking about it too brings it out into the light mm -hmm. and Satan doesn't like the light. No, he likes to keep stuff in the darkness. For sure. Good yeah. question. Great question. Deep question. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number two. Can a Christian be possessed by a demon? Okay. 
I think we talked about that in a previous video in this series. And, and no, I would say a Christian can't be possessed, meaning controlled by or invaded and dwelled by because for a Christ follower, the Holy Spirit lives yeah. in us and God's not going to exist in the same. I mean, this, our body, he says, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to exist in the same place as Satan. So let's throw out the word possessed. Can a Christian be demon oppressed, you know, affected by? Yeah, I think the answer would be yes, that that is possible, that Satan's role in this world is to lie and to kill and to destroy. Mm -hmm. He, The scripture says he is an accuser of, of the saints, of sinners. So he is working against us, mm -hmm. but we are not possessed by him. We're possessed by God, which is super fun to know. Like that's yeah. really secure right. to know that. But can he impact us? Yeah. Yeah. Can there be times where we're really overwhelmed and oppressed by evil? Yeah. But take up residence inside me? No way. And Jesus says, take heart, I have overcome the world. And that means everything, including the oppression of Satan. So yes, we can be impacted by it, but we can still find safety in Christ. That's so great. Yeah. Isn't that the best? The second half of that question was, are exorcisms real? So... Yeah, so casting out demons, yeah. is that real? I mean, clearly we see it in the scriptures. Yep. We see Jesus doing it. We see the apostles doing it. We would say that that's possible today. It, of course, there are people that have been demon-possessed, and non-believers would be demon-possessed, and yeah. a part of the gospel working would be to push that out of an area. So exorcism. Is it like in the movies where they start spinning around and like their head is spinning and there's stuff everywhere? Oh my gosh. Sorry, I made a you, mess. You broke the rhinoceros in the room. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I would imagine the demonic could exercise all kinds of expressions in our world, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid of that. Yeah. I mean, Paul, interesting, says, right, be infants or babes in evil. Like, don't mess around with this stuff. So he, we shouldn't have, like, a, too much of a fascination with it either. There's a place for it, but... We don't need to be fascinated by it. Yeah. And, oh, you know. So like playing with a Ouija board doesn't make sense, like right? Because we... we Let's not invite that. The demonic our, is real. Mm -hmm. Spiritual realms are real things. No, yeah. We don't want to mess with it with astrology and tarot cards and ways that we're trying to engage with the supernatural that isn't the God of the universe. Don't play with that. All right. Uh, question number three. Is it a sin to have suicidal thoughts? Hmm. Well, thoughts can or cannot be sinful. Just to have a thought sure. doesn't mean something is sinful. Sure. I think that acting on a thought mm -hmm. is where the potential of sin really lies. Mm -hmm. But the sin, sin of anything done without faith, mm -hmm is sin. So how would we work that into the answer? If anything, if the scripture says anything done without faith is sin, is it possible to have faith less thoughts, thoughts without faith? Sure. Could that, so could that be a way of approaching the answer? Yeah. My initial reaction was no, thoughts are, you know, that's okay if you don't act on it. But I was thinking about Matthew 5 where Jesus says that even hating someone in your heart is the same as murder. So even, I mean, suicidal thoughts would come from probably a lot of, in a lot of cases, a place from hating ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
so, hating life. Uh, may, I don't know, maybe? But I think at the same time, it's fair to say that we've all felt like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, life is just, maybe we haven't gone so far as to think about killing ourselves, but we've all thought about, yeah, I'd rather not keep going. Life yeah. is hard. But so, so play that out, even if the thought in certain circumstances is sinful. Yeah. I mean, not so like it doesn't matter, but like, so you have a sinful thought. Right. What do you do with any sinful thought? Confess it. Right? Yeah. So it's not like just Confess because it. you Call would have Lord. a sinful thought, and if that sinful thought happens to be a suicidal thought, yeah. you would call on the Lord Jesus, yeah. and he would forgive you. And yeah. you'd repent and turn to him, and he would welcome you into his arms again. So, yeah. Good question. Yeah, great question. Hard. All right, question number four is, I've, de I've been fighting depression my whole life. Will it ever get better? Maybe. Yeah, that's the hard answer, right? I know. We I really wanted to how say How do I yeah. want to? I wanted to say yes. Yeah. I want to answer yes. It's going to get better, this side of heaven. Mm -hmm. And what I can tell with guaranteed certainty is that when you see Jesus face to face, it will get better. Right. It will get better. But before then, it, it may be a battle of your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think of Paul saying... You know, he has a weakness, mm -hmm. a thorn in his flesh, some mm -hmm. sort of weakness right. that he has to fight his entire life. And yeah. he's told, my strength is made perfect. God's strength is made perfect to him in his weakness. So I, w I think both of us would love to say your depression would go, go away. away. Yeah. We'd have an easy button and like, yep, if you believe enough, you'll, you'll stop fighting it. Instead of, no, our strength is made perfect in weakness. When yeah. we see Jesus face to face... Yep. He wipes away all tears, sickness, death, mourning, all of it. And when should, when, when do I know when to seek help? Like medical help when it comes to depression and anxiety? Take it. Don't wait. I mean, that would be my answer is don't wait. If yeah. you're struggling with a consistent pattern of anxiety or depression, get help. Mm -hmm. it, it, Explore all avenues of help. Yeah. The spiritual, the physical, all of them. Don't, don't wait like, oh, I, until I run out of faith, then I'll go see a doctor. Mm -hmm. No. Don't wait. Go. Get help. Yeah, great answer. And the last question is, what are some ways that the church can help with mental illness? Hmm. I mean, we certainly can, as a church, you help with mental illness and any kind of struggle by talking about Jesus, who at the end of the day is the one who's going to solve all problems, right. right? So all our problems in the here and now and forever are solved in Christ. And yet we still have to walk through a difficult life and road and we all have problems, struggles. So talking about Jesus mm -hmm. is the most important thing yeah. because he fixes everything. And I think some of the things we try to do and celebrate recovery and grief share and yeah. um, divorce just care. divorce care and, and support groups that we try to do as a church, yeah. helping people with their real everyday problems that right. they're going through, having a counseling ministry where we have right. really capable counselors who are working people through, praying for one another, yeah. right? Obviously, that has a way of beating back the darkness yeah. and, and oh, the yep, spiritual right. world, changing things. So that that's one way. Other yeah. ways? Uh, just normalizing it, saying mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, 
I hope even you and I talking about we've had real struggles with things like this. Mm -hmm. I hope just being honest in that way, just for the church to be able to go, it's okay that you're not okay, because guess what? We're not okay either. Clearly, we're not (laughs) okay. Yeah. Good. Do you know the name of the battle where Octavian beats Mark Antony in 31 BC? (laughs) Mark who? I'm sorry, we were looking for the Battle of Actium. How many legs does a lobster have? (laughs) I guess we're looking for a lot of things right now. See you next time on Real Talk. (laughs) 